0: Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our series Radical Family as we go through the the third chapter of Colossians. It's rich with all this uh, very, very practical instruction uh, speaking to us right where we're at. Verse 11, In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and is in all. So this is uh, obliterating the boundary lines that we draw between each other. Greeks and Jews did not get along. Circumcision was the mark of the old covenant. Uncircumcision was even considered an insult. When uh, when David was insulting Goliath, he referred to him as an uncircumcised Philistine. There was some there was, uh, some pretty harsh uh, ethnic uh connotations to that david <laughs> uh but that was that was a boundary line that was drawn between people it was a mark of the old covenant but then to insult someone as uh, as uncircumcised in that original context was just kind of referring to them as a hellbound pagan all right and it carried with it a, an added arrogance now in the new in the new covenant in the new testament uh, it's no longer required there's no, there's not a call to be circumcised. There's not a biblical reason for for circumcision. In fact, Paul is abundantly clear, overtly so about that. See the book of Galatians. Because of what Christ has done, there's not, no, there's no longer Greek or Jew, or circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free. But Christ is all, and is in all. It is the surpassing in dwelling of Christ that unifies us. And it makes our distinctives less important it doesn't mean that we all have to adorn gray smocks and uh, and get an Orwellian single file line and not express ourselves creatively. No, I think this is actually part of what makes heaven beautiful as the nations bring their glory in. Each of our cultural distinctives is a good thing. And, there, and we're more beautiful when we're together than we are when we're apart. It's not, it's not trying to erase cultural distinctives. It's saying that Christ is supreme. If we're all in Christ, we are one. Distinctive yet together. There's not... Greek or Jew anymore. There's not barbarian or Scythian, none of that matters. In Christ, whether you are the business owner or or the minimum wage employee, guess what? The two of you can be brother and sister in Christ. There's a unifying effect when we profess faith in Jesus and it obliterates boundaries and it brings us together. It does have a huge effect on the way that we then view each other. Would you consider for a moment that you may have been overemphasizing in the home, Dad, uh, ethnic pride. Because in Christ there is no such distinction. It's not—it's not something that we have earned. It's not something that defines us eternally. All right, it is not something that eclipses the gospel. Beware the pitfalls of speaking with ethnic pride because your ethnicity is not something you should necessarily be proud of because it's innate you're just born dude and and so for that reason the 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 way that you know your skin responds to sunlight is affected but other than that look i mean especially in the in the church like there's there there is no There is no ethnic line. Moreover, I think that sometimes if we can instill ethnic pride in our children, then sometimes we can inadvertently speak something against a doctrine of total depravity. We're supposing then that we're somehow less depraved because of our ethnicity. No, every one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has. So would you emphasize the unity of the kingdom of God? Celebrate your heritage, you know, embrace cultural traditions that, bring glory to God, but you keep the gospel supreme because of Christ. If Christ is supreme in your life, in your home, and in your family, it has this beautiful unifying effect. And it affects the way that your children are gonna interact with the world outside. So consider this dynamic, if it's at play in your house, would you bring it before the Lord and see to it that you can abide in good conscience according to this standard, of Colossians chapter three, verse 11. Tomorrow we're gonna to dive into uh, to verse 12. Therefore is God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's a beautiful, beautiful text. And it's gonna give us the one, one stratagem that makes the church work. And it's the one stratagem that's gonna make your family function. Like without this tool, it doesn't work. This is the one thing that we absolutely have to do. And I'm going to tell it to you tomorrow.